So just to remind ourselves of the basic halacha margin in the shulchan, which is going to come come up here, but with very different extensions and angles from what we saw was years ago. So I haven't copied out the shulchan because we learned it a number of years ago. I'm just going to go through very quickly the mechaber in shin vol sivol tells us a margin in the shulchan yofahu. If a person shows a uh, dinner to a shulchni and he tells him that the coin is good, this is a coin which is being used to wipe out a, a debt, and he tells him that, that sorry, and he tells him that the coin is good, and in Saran and then it was forged in If he saw it, if he charged for giving an evaluation or, or, or to see if it's real or not then even though he's fully professional and qualified and if he was someone who was seeing it for free and he was entitled to give an opinion and the Gemara explains, the explained that it changed recently, that's how the Khan such a thing happened that's the halacha. But if he's not a baki and therefore he shouldn't be giving an, an opinion at all, then even if he's free, effectively a person is giving a, a um, valuation, an opinion, um, saying a statement as a matter of fact, which someone else is relying on. Says that's when you tell him, I'm relying on you. Oh, it's clear and apparent that he's relying on you. And he's not going to show it to anyone else, get a second opinion or anything else. There are those who say that even when I stum, then as well, even if you don't spell it out. That it has to be apparent that you're being relied on. This Shaila comes up very interestingly in, in, in various different areas in Dinitaria. When, for example, you can have buildings in Dinitaria where we've seen over the years sometimes a lack of clarity as to who's responsible for what. You know, you can have a person who's extending their house, they may never have done any building works before, so they might be clueless as to whose Achrayas is what. And then you can have a person who does plans, and then you can have a builder, right? You can have an architect, you can have a designer, you can have a builder. Now, often the homeowner has no idea exactly how far the responsibility of the designer goes and how far the responsibility of the builder goes. What invariably happens in a Yiddish situation is that one doesn't stick to the plans. Because the plans were the plans, but now that we start, we realize that maybe we can do this, and while he's out of work, his wife says, maybe just add that, and just move this, and just do this, and so we have the Neteria where all of a sudden the end bill comes to much more than the original quote, and the builder says, yeah, because you added this, and you added that, and you added the other, and he says, I, don't know, I didn't have anything, he says, your wife told us to add this, and then there's Sean Bias issues, and etc., and, 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 and he'll turn around and say, well, I never signed off on it, you know, so I'm not paying for it. Or he'll turn out and say, yeah, but she thought you were doing it for, as a freebie. You know, she asked you, you could have said, no, but we'll charge. So you didn't say, no, but we'll charge. So of course we thought you are throwing in. He said, no, these are my costs, these are my charges. You asked me to do something else, I'll do something else. Each time I have to spell out for you. 
So those builders that learn with experience learn yes, because very often the extras, in, 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 depending on the size of the building works you're doing, can be a real serious amount of money. Um, so each one they'll send an email before confirming you've asked these extras, these are the costs, please confirm. You know, before they're done. Those who what they call rubber girls, learn the hard way, right? But so one of the areas that can ha- come up in Dinitar often is when you have a situation where the builder either does exactly what it says in the plans, but they weren't necessarily right. And the homeowner says, well, you as a builder should have told me that this isn't how to do it. You know, you're the builder, you're the experienced one. And the builder turns around and says, I'm a builder. I'm not an architect, I'm not a designer. I build whatever you show me. You show me build this, this is what I build. I don't bring in my own opinion, I don't mix in, that's not how I operate. I build what you show me. So first of all, then you can have it between, so who do you sue now? If things go wrong, you're suing the builder, you're suing the designer, etc. That's one area. But another area is, what happens if you've moved on from the original plans? So you've changed a few things. Of course, you don't go back to the planner and ask them to draw up new designs, because then you're paying good money for nothing. So who wants to do that? You've paid already once. So you tell the builder, this is the thing, but do this, this. But without realizing that the builder holds there, only a builder, I'm like a robot. I follow the plans. You're not giving me any plans. So again, was it the builder's responsibility to say, but be advised, if you don't give me plans and I do this, and it goes wrong, you know, you have structural engineers. If a builder follows the plan, and then you move the plan, but no one has actually taken on responsibility that this is now sound, this new option of, you know, while we're here, why don't we extend our upstairs as well a bit, you know, kind of thing. <laughs> uh, what could go wrong, right? Um, the sucker roof below looks quite sturdy, you know. Uh, so so, so the, the, the kind of things that can happen... Now, in an ideal situation, then what you'll do is you'll turn around and you'll say, listen here, if, if, if you hold that you're not liable for anything and you're only taking on work of a robot, then you have to make that clear that that's what you're doing. And if you don't make that clear that's what you're doing, you're leaving things to be vague. But Mitzat Shani, there's a Muslim which you find many times in Mecca Memka and, and Skiris Poenim, What's the market norm? The trouble is, very often in these dinitaria we find that there is a market norm, but the man in the street who's doing the first building works on the home, and they've never done it before, don't necessarily cut that market norm. And that's so often things can get very uh, uh, messy, especially when people are trying to cut costs, which understandably uh, many people are trying to do. And, and you know, sometimes the... the, the Needs for a quantity surveyor or these kind of things. How complicated is it? Haven't you built many of these before? You know, these kind of things you only hear afterwards in the interior and things have gone wrong. That corners have been cut and the shyla is who's to blame for what? You know, there's, there's, there's another interesting shyla, which I'm not going to go into now because that's much beyond today, is, you know, there's a famous saying, uh, when you pay peanuts, you get monkeys, right? One is if you're paying, you know, a, a, a very cheap price for a builder, and they do a job which you think is a mess, and now you bring in a mumcha, and mumcha says, well, this is mummish below standard. But below standard for what? Below standard for a suq alaf alaf builder, or below standard for a suq alaf, or just basically, that's not called 
it won't pass building safety standards, it won't pass building control, etc., etc. So that also sometimes, you know, and, and, and like uh, when you call in a builder in the middle of someone else's building work, or you call in a you know, plumber in the middle of someone else's plumber, you know, the new person is always going to criticize the people from before. So Exactly. So, so, so these are all parts of things that, that can get very complicated. But what we're focusing on now, which in this particular tour we're only partially touching, but what we need to look at more is this concept of... See, let's pick this example we speak about a minute ago. A builder turns around and says, I'm just a builder. I follow the plans that you give me, I build. I'm not advising you on plans. You call me in, you give me what you want me to do, I do it. Right? I'm a robot, literally. Often with very little experience in, in, in the longest behind planning. They're not a surveyor, they're not whatever. But the homeowner, homeowner will say, but you never told me. You never told me that you're just a builder. So when I change from the original plans, you know, you never said to me, okay, but be advised, if you don't give me new plans... I'll do the best of what I think you're telling me, but I'm not Mekabla Chayas. You never spelled it out. And the builder says, I don't need to spell it out because I never said I'm a surveyor. I never said I'm an architect. I never said I'm a designer. I'm a builder. So I come and build. You give me these plans, I'll follow these plans. You don't need plans, I'll do the best I can. But so can, can you hear where things can fall between the cracks when people don't necessarily have the experience? And, 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 and again... What is the definition of a builder? So the builder thinks his definition is very limited. Someone who walks in and builds. But the average man in the street might not realize that the builder just builds. He might think a builder is someone who brings whatever is needed to do a building. And, and if that needs a designer, then there will be a designer. If they need to charge it, they charge it. But that's all included. I don't need to... I, as the homeowner, don't have to start thinking what's not included in a builder's job. Right? So, so you can hear that there's a... And this is very, very common. No, there is a market norm because there are certain things which attacker understands. So, so again, what is the norm in the market? Is it to get a designer? Is it to get plans drawn up? Who quantity surveyor? Who draws up the plans? Always depending on the size of the job you're talking about. Is it a new build? Is it an extension? Is it whatever it might be? But, but. The question which often comes up is, is a person who takes on a limited role, and in the shuk, that's normally what the role is, it's a limited role, but there are plenty of people out there who might not hop that it's limited. Um, let's keep it vague, not dafka by building. On who is the responsibility to limit the area of responsibility? Right? And, who, and who, who's Achrayis? Is it the builder's Achrayis in the Moshe of the Builder to say, I am only here to build the plans you give me. I take no responsibility if those plans are wrong, if they're right, etc., etc. I've got no idea. I just do what you give me. And if those plans are wrong, it's not my responsibility. And if you change from the plans, you've got to get new plans. And if you don't get new plans, it's your problem. Right? Obviously, in the ideal world, that's absolutely what will be spoken about. The Chobot Chaim said, every time you have a spitz poem, spell out Rochel Bitach Tama. But if you don't, whose achrayis is that? Right? So, so if an outsider looking on this situation now, right, like in, in a dintaira, looks at the story and sees clearly they relied on the builder. You can see they relied on the builder. Here we've just had the Shulchan tell us that Maradin and the Shulchani is, if 
the person is clearly relying on the person who's giving the advice, then you're chayav for wrong advice. Even things which normally would be considered grammar, you can be chayav. Right? You have to see if it's bari hezeke, etc., etc. But here, they are relying... I never told them to rely, you know, according to market norms, are they entitled to, to think that they're relying? You, you can hear where things can, can get confusing, right? What, what happened in the Shulchan? The Shulchan, the Mechaba says... Somebody goes to the Tamil Chochan and he asks him... It's not Tamil Chochan. Yeah, so it's somebody asking him, tells him what's the deal, and he tells him the deal, and he's wrong. Then he says, yeah, I would like to be your Tamil Chochan. And he says, yeah, but he... So the Mechaba says, we just read out the Mechaba before, the Mechaba says, either, the first shit, which is how more Paskins, either that you say, I'm relying on you, or that it's clearly apparent that he's relying on you. The Ramah's first shit brings down that, that, no, you don't even have to say it. But the second shit says, we Paskin, that either you have to say, I'm relying on you, or it has to be clear and apparent. So there's an umdana, but if there's an umdana, somebody relying on you, it's on you to tell them, I know you're relying on me, but please don't. Yeah, so, so, so the, we, this well, like when we learned Maridin and Shulchan at the time, then we, we said that, you know, people don't feel so gishmak to say, but don't rely on me. Everyone wants to feel, well, many people want to feel large and khashav and give an opinion as if they know what they're talking about on many different matters. Right? Uh, so, so, here, if you have to turn around and say with confidence something as if you know what you're talking about, but then give a disclaimer, that doesn't feel so gishmak. With such shame. No, you were a simple shayla. Simple shayla. Well, you had the example of, so, is it okay if I park? Park on the other line. Yeah, but let me give you a, a, a more shayla. It's more no gear to me. Right? A person comes, in theory, and asks the shayla, I've had this whole investment, um, and, and, uh, I've got the ability to claim interest, etc., etc., and now I realize maybe it's a river's problem. Maybe it's a river's problem. What's our locha? Right? And he comes and, 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 and I look at the case and I tell him, let's say before. Let's say before the case, before he does it. I'm about to do this investment. Do I need a Hetzirskir? Do I not need a Hetzirskir? And I tell him and I say, no, you don't need a Hetzirskir. You don't need a Hetzirskir. Right? Now, I once had a case, I think I mentioned it over 10 years ago, where a person was doing an investment. There was millions of pounds of Isco. It was a huge deal. And millions of pounds of Isco potentially there to be claimed. And, and uh, he asked a, a Rav after Shul, which is never the right time to ask a Rav, many things, to ask certain things, yes, certain things not, definitely not these kind of things. Um, and, and also, not all Rabbonim necessarily can answer Yilchus Rivers, it's not Chesorin it's not in the Rav, it's just a, a, a niche area. And the Rav said, you don't need to have Tesco. You don't need to have Tesco. I can't uh, see the justification for writing a Tesco or the world needs to type. So he didn't, went through the whole thing, and now all of a sudden, so, so, you know, he hears that there's, he hears an Ashir somewhere else. Uh, someone comes to town and starts making trouble, alerting people about his business and other things. And uh, he comes and says, according to what you're saying, this would be a major problem. You know, I'm in the middle of a situation, it would be a major problem. And yes. And why? Because Hechaz Rib is Particularly, and this is a good way of bringing out this example where things get grey. You know, they, they say over, and I think I used this moshul at the time, uh, that, that, that uh, um, you know, they bring out these, before Chaim Kanievsky, uh, the godel that people used to drive in Shego Zerul So they, they bring out, they're swarm that brought out with yes and no answers and 
Mutsa'asa, etc., etc. From Rabbi and Rabbi Yashu was so driven with Shailas that, that he literally answered the Shaila put in front of him. Nothing more. Exactly the Shaila put in front of him. Not, but if we tweak this, changes it. Exactly what was put in front of him. So one of the people who brought out a safer from things that Jim and about had in there that if you have a bad time, you twisted it on Shabbos, so are you allowed to untie it on Shabbos, so is it Kesha, is it not Kesha? And one where it's Chayev, one where it's, 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 one's where it's Kutu, one where it's Osa, and someone swapped notes and compared, and how you talking? So they both went together. And when Yashua said, when you show me, you turned it once, and he showed me, he turned it twice. You know? Now again, one could argue, in, in a normal Rav scenario, the Rav would tell us in Spal that if you turn it once, it's okay, but if you do it twice, it's a problem. That's normally how uh, Rav with a killer in Spalim would say. Right? But when you're dealing with millions of shiners, okay, that, that's how we are here to very Rav upon him. So here again, the river Shiner, the Rav answered based on the information given to him. What he didn't do is ask an additional question. He was, the Lashonis which the Shale used was such that he answered in a certain way. Uh, you know, this is an investment of this and that, and this is etc. etc. He didn't turn around and say, what's with liability? Which is the most important question in every Rabbi Shaila. But because of the whole way how it's put to him, the person didn't say there's any liability. He didn't discuss liability. He, he, Again, sometimes, you know, you're giving a share and you're giving all the information, but the person thinks they're giving information, there might be crucial information missing, which they don't know is relevant, because they do investments, they don't pass them river shines, right? So, the Rav didn't ask, and it was a crucial thing, which changed the whole sewer of the arrangement, as such, it was rivers. Now, what would happen in such a scenario, where it's the end of the deal, and everything's done, and dusted, and, and uh, it's too late, it's too late, the deal's finished, it comes to the payment time, and all of a sudden, you find out it was rivers. You could have done a heta iska at the time, and it taken very long. <laughs> you could have signed the parties and shone on yourself. You didn't do the heta iska, you went into it, and now you discover you can't collect 1.2 million pounds of rivers. I don't remember what the figures were. So, do you have a claim on that rob? And you go back to that rob and say, I, I was relying on you, I asked you the shayla. Now, again, this would be interesting, shayla is on to show you, it's not always so clear. Mm. A, is the Rav meant to assume that when you ask him that Shaila, you're relying on him and not going to go and ask someone else? I don't know. Maybe it depends on the nature. I mean, if it's a person in this shul and they ask the Rav, then absolutely. Right? Because you only ask one Shaila to one, not one Rav, and that's it. But I, I, I don't know. You know, it would be interesting. If, if you ask a person in Minchen, after Minchen Hagas, a punk, there's a few people... Uh, I think Rabbi Yaakov Bloy used to say that there's a people, there's some people who hold Baltashkis to see a rob without driving them in sugar. Yeah, <laughs> so, 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 so if you see yeah, someone there, you can't not ask them a shayla. You know, people come over, ah, have I got a good shayla for you? Thank you, I'm fine. You know? But, but, so, you ask a shayla. I don't know, in that scenario, is he meant to assume, you know, I don't mean if you say I've got a good shayla, just come over and, and you ask the shayla, is he meant to assume that's it? I'm not passing the shayla, and therefore, if I don't need to rely on me, I have to say, but don't rely on me. Or, or no, you're asking the shadows because you've seen them, but you might have asked three other people. Right, so I, I've had people before ask me shadows, and I give them the time of day and answer the shadows, and then I say, that's interesting, because I asked Yena, and he said, oh, why are you asking me? Well, ask whoever you want. Well, so, so it's, you know, you can hear that in certain scenarios, maybe it's muchach, in certain scenarios, is it muchach? You know? But, but can you not just imagine that situation? Where, let's, let's picture the Hagia scene here, yeah, and the person answered the Shaila, 
he thinks, he says afterwards, I thought you asked me a theoretical shine, I didn't know that you, you're mumish about to go and do it now, based on, you asked me in such a situation, what do you need? You know? It's still a chance. Of course there's a chance. It's difficult for someone to think that, for sure, no way is going to harm me. And to, therefore, and, and if he's harming me, then, then, then I've caused an accident. So, he should say, um, you know, by, by, by Again, in all these shadows, there's a lechachilu way to do it, no question. But we're not asking that. We're no, asking the effort. So, I'm not saying. You're saying it, he could know that there's a possibility you will hang him. That's, not, a, that's a, not the threshold of the Mechavanit. There's, there's a good possibility. That's Maybe not the not threshold. The only one. Doesn't have to be the only one. So that's not the threshold of the needs. needed. The Mechavanit needed a threshold where either you're saying Alech Ani Seymach or it's both. Or it's Mamish Mechavanit Seybe. You will hang him. You don't mention the amount of stake you are. I have to ask Shaila about Mamish If only knows it's 10 pounds. Um... Is it fair to say that he takes on the liability of 1.2 million pounds without ever realizing? the lotion, sorry. After you should be saying, "The who shall yom and ashuch ni alecha an yisaymech, ayin shay advarim marim shuhusaymech al yosi v'la yir laachim." And he's not going to show it to anyone else. Marim means what? So Yeshayim who argues says without without looking anything. I just show you. Yeah, that's, that's, a, that's another excuse. That's but another. Marim means it's nearer. Yeah. It doesn't mean it's vulgar. Marim means it, it, it looks like he's asking you not someone else. Yes. What happens if it's not clear? Then that's partial stomach. Yeah, but not clear. If you're asking a wrong, I don't think it's ever not clear. It, it means it's, no, it's, it's not, not clear. Not if you can ask, no, if it's not clear, if you can ask someone else or not. Mum's have got no idea. I've got no idea. Guy comes asking me in Haggis, Minas Maybe it depends on the type of person. Right. So, so let's say it's 50-50 that he will ask someone else. Uh, by the way, just to be clear, in this particular Shaila, Mechava um, says clearly, if you're a Mumcha and you're doing it Bechinon, then you're potter, but it depends on the type of mistake, whether it's mumish pshia or not pshia, etc. That, that, that's what it depends on the type of it. I do something pro bono. It's, it's basically an op- on a professional basis, but I'm not charging. Is that the same as just doing it for free? No, I, I think that with, that, with that, no signed I think that, that in, in, there was a, 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 a trial once where there was a professional who was asked at a party, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, in other words, it wasn't just pro bono, it was being asked at a party, and, and there I think the court had a, again, the court's government, the legal government, the halakhic government, not necessarily the same, but the court had a shayla in the environment of a party, I'm not talking under the influence, in the environment of a party, you haven't gone to a mumcha who grads it isn't charging you. It's more casual, and therefore it's more casual. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> That's the hard one. No one's ever called hard. Uh, well, yeah, but 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 uh, so you, you know, I don't know exactly. No one's just saying there's a mumcha who you're paying. There's a mumcha who's giving you mumchis like free but consultation pro bono, bono. and then there's someone who's not even throwing out. He doesn't have a hammer necessarily that you mean mumish professional. You know, you know, you, sitting next to someone at a chasna. Uh, you're bored, he's bored, and, and he turns to you and says, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking of extensioning, uh, to, of doing whatever it is, do I need planning permission? You're planning, Mumcha. So do you have any planning permission? He says, no, but this kind of thing, you don't need planning permission. Super duper, you go off, you build. Boom. Come along the council. So, 
He was a mumchuk, he's entitled to an opinion. He forgot to ask you one nakuda. He would say, You said to me, I thought you were your body, you asked me. I thought generally I didn't have a havamana that based on that you're going to go and start pouring cement. You know, I, I thought you, based on that, you're here. Ah, there's a good chance here that we won't need planning, and therefore, well, we'll take it one step further with that. But that's it. Right, so, so, you know, I, I, I'm very boring because in those kind of scenarios I say, but don't rely on me. But, but if someone's asking a halachic, halachic shayla, then you'll answer the halachic. There's no point answering a halachic shayla and saying, but don't rely on me. That's like all those swarm where you read through the Geshmak and they say, halacha of a loyla maisa. So what, what, what we've gained, you know, again, the answer to that is because each thing has its own nuance and a halachic. But when someone asks a shayla, you're not going to say, but don't rely on me. Right? So, so, it's confusing enough. When women are shy, as often, you, you think you're being helpful and you give them the different gedarim. They don't want the gedarim. You don't stop them. They just want you to tell me. Lisa, or Asa. Please don't overcomplicate it. Just strip it back and tell me practically. Am I allowed to or am I not allowed to do it? Don't tell me there's a machon to machon here. This is what the bottom line. So, imagine you do all that and say, but don't rely on me. <laughs> What's that word? Right? So, so, on the one hand, the nature of the job is something where normally people rely. But on the other hand, we know that there are people who get second opinions. Now, you're, you're asking an interesting horror that, that, that there's no question, rightly or wrongly, even though in the puts a Khmer when it's between two parties. Mm-hmm. But if someone's coming to ask a shayla, if the nafkun of the shayla is potentially tens of thousands of pounds or five pounds, how much khayma ha'inyan, rightly or wrongly, it could affect it, Right? The, the, the trouble as well is that, that, that when people ask shaders, they often want to keep as much private information and personal information to themselves. So they'll be Madame Milsa de Milsa in presenting a shader which someone asked them to ask. Um, you know, a friend of theirs asked them to ask, etc. And, and uh, you know, this is the shader, which itself is an interesting horror. If someone comes to me and says, someone asked me to ask the shader. Right? So the chalal do I have to have a havamina that they're relying on me? Because the third person didn't even do it themselves. Well, they've done it third hand, but then it turns out, no, it was really me. I was just embarrassed to tell you it was me. So then I'm, I'm meant to rely. Can you hear how easily these things can get, lines can get blurred? So I'm speaking from over here, but there, there are lots of different areas of professionals where you could have similar kind of things, right? But you didn't like to get freebies, right? So, so if you see a doctor, you're asking a medical opinion after school, and you see a Accountant asking, accountancy, each other, we all like to share from each other and nush a bit here and there. To what level is a person meant to assume that someone's relying on them? Now, normally a professional is giving free advice, so we prefer to someone and say, but don't rely on me. If you want to look at it professionally, then I'll give you the full whack, but, you know, but, so, so it's blood. Let's go to the, 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 the shy their hands here. Now, just to do, begin, I said right into the shy, uh, so besides, Besides saying no, but don't rely on me, because they are based on the facts that you've told me. But what happens if even then you make a mistake, and now they're suing you for it? <laughs> you know, that's the... Uh, yeah. But just uh, on what you said about it, it makes a difference how much it is. And it would be assuming that the world cares less for the fact he might be over an Issa, but then the yeah. amount of money that he might be lost. I, I don't think it's so much that they might be over Issa, it's, it's that worst up to worst, I'm paying £10. Pounds, you know. What do you think? He might not find out. I'm saying, you're saying, in case there's a problem, 
Right. But he did that. I'll go ahead and do it. And he did it. So you can't say that. No, so Alex is saying in any Shaila, Momla Shaila that we're talking about, there's two parts of Shaila. Yeah, yeah, one is the Issa and Heta, and one is the Hefzid potential. I mean, it cannot be that, that, that all of a sudden there's a, a liability of 100 million pounds on the rock which you knew nothing about. No, so okay, on that we've learned. Yeah. On that we've learned. Right? You told us the scenario of a, 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 a Shema who was given a Saif, yeah. right? And he was told it was silver plated and really it was proper silver right and, and, and then afterwards uh, he was chayv he was a shame of sacha and he turned around and said but I, I was with Kabbalah for a, 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 you know a, a, a plated uh, a sword not for a silver sword and in fact so he said that, that why did he tell you it was plated why didn't he tell you proper silver because he was worried you wouldn't take on the chayas so monoshev you can't make a person a against his wishes Oh, now I've tricked you and you're going to be liable more than the liability you've accepted on yourself. Right? Now, what part of what we have to ascertain is, remember when we began this topic, I gave you a clear chilek between Hilchah Shomrim and Hilchah Mazik. Shomrim, you're chayim because of what you're makabal and what you're not makabal. Mazik, you're chayim, not because of what you're makabal and because you caused hazard. Right? Now, here's going to be interesting shayla. If you were asked uh, an opinion, imagine this, uh, uh, um, uh, um, I pick a maybe a silly scenario. I haven't thought it through properly. I'm not Makabla Khais. But, but but a person shows you a coin. There's a new coin comes out. You know, there's new currency that's about to come to all of us. The king, the right? We haven't seen it. I haven't seen it. You may have seen it. I have no idea. I've never seen it before. So you're not the first notes that are going to come out with the king's face on. Right? We haven't seen them. So somebody comes to you and he says, "Is this the valid new fifty pound note with His Majesty on it?" And you look at it and you say, "Yes." What he doesn't tell you is he's got 10,000 others identical to this, the different serial numbers. Right? So you ask you on this one. Now, if this one's forged, they're all forged, because they're all the same. But he's only showing you one. Right? So... How you can't possibly be liable for things you don't... You, I mean, at the end of the day, by giving, as an expert, when you give advice, you are... Consciously or subconsciously taking on the responsibility of that advice. Okay, so, so what you're thinking of is professional indemnity. Right? What you're saying is that a, a, a surveyor or an accountant accepts liability, accepts responsibility to a certain degree, and that may be limited, right? Sometimes you have, for example, in small print, it will say that the our limited, our liability is limited to X, Y, Z, whatever it may be, whether it's figures or whether it's areas or whatever it may be. Right, so for example, uh, um, um, I saw we had it in Torah where, where you had a designer who had written um, on the, the design that, by the way, um, measure to, to, to scale, but this might not be perfectly to scale. So the measurements you need to check on whatever. Now, as they've drawn the, the drawing and you see everything, but they're saying in case we're a bit off here, there, don't rely on the drawing. The drawings give you an idea, but on the actual measurements, you need to check somewhere else where we've written the measurements, for example. Right? So sometimes you have the mumkin restrict how much you can rely on this, how much you can rely on that. Uh, you know, so then if it's toil on what you're makabal, then you're saying that the mumkin is like a poil, where the liability is capped. But a mazik normally is not capped because he's accepted on himself liability. Well, but you, but you, have, you have something in a haystack. You're, mazik, you're not expecting that. So, so, so you do find that... Because by Aish, there's a special meal for Tom. 
Okay, so, so I, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not arguing with you. I'm just throwing out there that we need to done on it because it's not automatically the same thing as a shomer who's told he's getting the X and he's really getting Y. Right? Now, what we're asking is, if you're asking an Issa, that's a separate thing, but what we're asking is, if a person, let's pick this example with the notes, it brings out the point quite well. If you're being asked an opinion on a note, but not being told that the ramifications of your answer is a lot more than 50 pounds, it's a fortune of money, but you weren't told that b'chalal. Right? Does it make sense to say that because he was relying on you, and anyone watching can see he's relying on you, but what you can't see is how much he's relying but on you. But he told all his friends, and they told all their friends, and there's hundreds no. of millions of these notes. No. They're all relying on you. They can't no, 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 no. So that, so... They're not sorry. When I give my answer to Reuven, I don't yeah. know that, that, that Reuven is... is so you're about you're still about to Reuven. But if then Ruben passes on that information to Shimon, who I didn't know anything about, can I be called a Mazik for Shimon? I think, I think it's the, the same would be the same I thing. thing. I think would be, I think, had I been aware that this was a million pounds right now, I would have triple checked. I had I been aware of this, so my whole statement is... is well, Alex, what Alex is saying is if, for example, it's circles rivers, like my earlier Moshal, then it's Issa. If it's Issa, it's Issa. Why should you give me less attention? Even if that's true, that doesn't mean I'm a couple achrayas for a million pounds. I'm a couple achrayas on the momentous. And if I mean I was wrong, I made a mistake, I was marshal someone, I'll have to do tshuva. But as far as my financial responsibility, therefore, Yossi is still saying that that could be capped by what I knew I was giving advice to. Not, you know. That's, that's part of what we need to see. Because on the surface, it shouldn't be. On the surface, Mazik is high, nothing to do with any heskin between two parties. Mm-hmm. Right, if Reuven drives into Shimon, he's never seen Shimon before, never met him, never spoken to him. There's been no, there's been no contract between the two parties. Why is he high? Because the Torah says, Odomar Mazik is high. Right, now, Mariah Dinah Shulchani is Garmi, and it's, it's in its own parasha. We need to do Chazor, some of the parasha of Garmi. When, what, how is it? Is it Drabonon? Is it Derengsa? Exactly how it works. And that, that might be Tzayla Havaha. Right, so for example, if you remember, that we learned the Shach in Garmi, who says that really Garmi, you're not really Chayim Natir. Because, that's, remember, we saw Garmi as many Yushayim, many Shittas. But you're not really Chayim Natir because it wasn't Hezek Mamash. It was a bit removed. So whether it's the Gedorim which Hazal said, is because it's Bori, because it's Miyad, because it's etc., etc., all the different Shittas we saw. So the, the Shach follows the Mahalach of the Rishonim who say that Hazal said we can't just have Efkevus. That anything below Hezek, you can do. I can burn Shtaris and get away with it, etc., etc. So there, there's certain Takonas which was all made on the Garni, and, and, and if it meets a certain threshold, they made you Chabi, you Chabi, And for Harai, if you do it Ba'inus, and that's how the Shach Paskins, you're Potter. Aye, Hezek Ba'inus, you're Chai. So, Onus, not to be confused with Shia, of course. Aye, Onus, normally, you could be Chai. There it is, because Hazal weren't looking to entrap you. Hazal want a person to not be reckless. So in, in telling you not to be reckless, they tell you that, that you know, if you do this and this, we're going to make you chayev to pay. Even though Nadin, Klape you're not chayev. We will make you chayev to have a deterrent from people going out and causing reckless damage. That's different than Gromo, which is even more removed. So they decided what's called Garmi, etc., etc. Now, if that's the Gedorim, then one could ask, would they look to make you more chayev than what you thought you were damaging Bechlam? Right? Beyond the scope of what you had a halamina that you were being involved in. 
you're asking about one note, so Chazal needs to determine on that note, but is it fair for Chazal to impose on you? Bearing right now, what we're saying is that is, if you're a Mazik, Odom Mazik, right, a person down not Eish, which is its own Chidush, because Eish, the Derech of Eish is, I'm not going to do the Hezik. It goes with Ruach and Suya, and it goes and it goes, and I've got no idea. So Ba'ish, by the way, is a perfect example where you can have no idea of what you, the extent of your damage is going to be. Right? As long as it's not Tomun, I'm lighting here, I've never dreamt this is going to cause a forest fire which ends up burning the whole city, Chasashon. As long as you, it's not Tomun, where there's a Xeris Akosu, which is not a Swar, it's a Xeris Akosu, you're Chayev. It's a reasonable swallow. I mean, Why is it reasonable swallow? Well, I mean, you did, so if you start lighting a fire in a field, you should be aware that this fire can spread and it can go and cause a forest fire. But to say that it was going to be haystack and you, you'd hidden, you'd hidden all the yeah, But the show is what's included in Tom and things inside the house. The yes, Tom and not Tom and. That's yeah. Something that you don't expect to be inside the house. I didn't expect the Queen's crown with a crown. Okay, but, but you could say a person. Okay. Uh, our by, by age, we find that musig, that. that you could be hit with a bill far more than a person would necessarily have, you know, thought of. But a kaponim, they race a person, Ozma Mazi, goes and causes damage. Whatever damage he does, he's chayev. Here we're saying chazal made you chayev. So it could be chazal making chayev within the realms of what makes sense that you should have a havamana where it's getting involved. Let's just go to, to, to the heart of this case again. I, I'm starting off with this true just because it's, it's, it's a quicker way than going through a lot of the stuff he, he, he brings together. But I just want to open the, the, the mind because we haven't got very much time to go through inside so next week we'll go through inside with all my case so you have a, a charity number one which is the Eretz Yisraelzika charity you open charity number two which is the American Friends of the Israeli charity and you appoint someone to run charity number two and you also appoint an accountant to keep track of the books etc and it turns out the person who's running the American friends of the Israeli charity is a Ganov. Pasha a Ganov, and he siphoned off money elsewhere. And the accountant, Kenira, should have known about it, should have seen it. I mean, this is a charity which is only meant to send to one place. It's not that difficult for an accountant to realize that money is going X, Y, Z. And he wants to go after the accountant, as we'll see. So, there's a few interesting shilas before we get to the meat on the shiner, just, just to, because every single shiner has its own angles, right? We can't put ourselves in the box and, and just think copy-paste, we see that, so it's the same. So, a few interesting shiners. Shiner number one, we, we discussed before that Torahs are not in a moment. Right? Which means literally that if a person has stock of money, and they want to give it to the stocker, even if they think they're giving it to one stocker, and it ends up going to another stocker, you can't really make a claim. Now, you can only really make a claim if you were coining it already. Right? So in this particular case, one has to know whether uh, uh, um, the charity, you know, it's just straw, owned the American Friends of Charity. Which I, I can imagine some scenarios would be a very interesting shadow. Well, I mean, it's a typical charity set up. There's, there's no shadow. Correct, correct. correct. So, 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 no, so, well, you say that, but let's say you have Yeshivas Ponovich. I'm sure Ponovich has his own Eritrean charity. If I would donate money to Yeshivas Ponovich charity and it would hit their charity, 
In England. In Israel. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then someone will come and steal it from there. Then absolutely in Besden, Shivas Ponovich will call me to the territory to get back their money. Because they were given the money, they were claiming the money, it's theirs. Now who's they? It's not an individual, it's a charity with with a with the upper tropics. But it was theirs and they were claiming for that charity. Same as the shoe. Now that I have a that I could rip out a bench and take it home because I think it would look good in my dining room and no one can call me to Besden because Torah Sanar in a moment it belongs to a specific charity which is called Kilikulosha Gold's Green what we've spoken about till now is when it, it didn't yet get to a specific charity to a specific Oni for a specific or a group of Onim and, and, or Moises and, and it's, it's just stock of Onim which is Torah Sanar and someone takes it but it's only gave it for them Sorry? The donor. Oh. And otherwise, it could be the whole thing is a toast. It belongs to the donor. But, oh, so, but that's the thing. It depends what that money is. We've discussed. For example, if a person's got money sitting in a Hisomach account, right? So a Hisomach account will tell you when you put your money in there, you've already donated to charity. It's no longer your money. The charity being a Hisomach. Charity being a Hisomach. Gabit Stocker, called a Hisomach. And we will give you distribution rights within certain parameters as we see fit. Right, certain charities we might not let, not distributionize. We will let you ask us where to give to, and some days we might say no. Correct. Okay. So, so okay, that's different because trumas and mices, whether it's mom and coin, belongs to all the coinium and one person. Hey, it doesn't belong to anyone. It's stock money. But if it's sitting in British Friends of Poland, right, and, and that charity can only do one thing with its money, which is send it to Poland in Israel, because that's what its, its objectives are. And that's, they don't have to. There's no Torah somewhere. I mean, they have to. <coughs> do, they've got no discretion what they do with this That is correct. I'm, I'm just throwing out there a question. Yeah. Right? See, for example, I can tell you, we once came across a, a Moises where there was a Friends of a certain Moses, and those trustees of that charity, Friends of, wanted to start getting involved in what it went to in that Moses. They raised the money. You can imagine, imagine you've got, let's say, a Yeshiva in Israel, and a Friends of this Yeshiva in America, and the trustees of the Friends in one America are all Americans, and they go out collecting for this Yeshiva, etc., etc., and they have this money sitting there. And now the Yeshiva calls up and says, oh, you've got this money here, can you ship it over? And they say, well, actually, we're not happy with how you're running certain parts of this uh, Yeshiva, or whatever it may be. We will send that money. All this money is for this Yeshiva. But we're only going to give it for you to hire uh, a, a, a second Rosh Yeshiva, for you to, to put air conditioning in the dorm, for you to have better meals. Whatever joke yeah. is in their cup. Right? Now, if... And, and we've, we've moved off this shayla just because we're setting the we're establishing the scene before we can bring the shayla in. If the money belongs to the yeshiva in this marshal, right, not this marshal, in the marshal I'm saying, belongs to the yeshiva, and they are nothing more than shluchim, just collecting, without any daya whatsoever, and there's no difference between whether it's in friends of Ponovich yeshiva or it's in Ponovich yeshiva bank account, then you've got no right to get involved with it. You can't start giving, you know, you can say, I'm not collecting any more money unless you give it forever. But the money itself in the account, it's if, not yours, if, it's the yeshivas. On, 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 if it was the Rosh Yeshiva of Ponovich who came from Israel to America to collect the money, Must and then be. he puts it in there because that's how it gets to Ponovich, and it, I mean, okay. it depends on who... who and the Khanami, but I'm saying, even if 
you could have a scenario where, where, where and there have been many dinitarios with these kind of shiders, where, where trustees on a charity were asked to be trustees because you need someone down as a trustee, right? Uh, but it was understood that you're going to do whatever we tell you to do. Right? And then if things change with time and people and personnel and you know, whatever, whatever, and then all of a sudden a trustee feels like he's about a boss, and all of a sudden people start thinking, oh, why did I make him a trustee? At the time, we just needed three names, we just asked three people to volunteer, right? Big mistake. Right? So, is a, is a trustee a shliach, or is a trustee perhaps a person with halachic tovas hanar, as well as legal tovas hanar? Right? So, you, you can understand how, how these things can go. You deal with, with a charity, you deal with a charity in one country, it's got its own standalone trustees who are not the same necessarily the same as it probably has to be American trustees, and they're not the same as the trustees in Eretz Yisrael of the yeshiva, right? Uh, um, and now, all of a sudden, so, so th- it'll be interesting exactly in, in Hilchas, you know. Uh, I presumably you would by default follow the, uh, the, the legal the, the legal structure until you've proved otherwise. I mean, you can, do, you can prove otherwise whatever you want. Yeah, again, how much, what level they're, they're entitled to then start saying, we'll yeah, only go yeah, to that in your yeshiva, yeah, right? Yeah, okay, to yeah, be continued. Yeah, sure. Sure.